Welcome to the Just Okay Podcast, a podcast about trying. What was just okay about your week? That two of my children puked. <laughs> One of them in a horrific fashion. Oh, did see? Yes, oh. that you were not home for. I was not home. And I had to clean up myself. I'm proud of you. Um, that's not just okay, actually. It's terrible. <laughs> Well, I guess the fact that I cleaned it up by myself because I am not a, I am not the... You're not the puke parent. I'm not the vomit parent. Puke parent. Sounds puke parent? Is that, perfect because it's the alliteration that everyone strives for in life. The puke parent. Are there puke parents? Is that a thing? I think most... Like there's I a designated most, puke parent? Yeah, I think so. Interesting. I would assume... So, obviously when our kids are babies, spit up is not a big deal to me. No. I mean, it stinks, it's gross, whatever, but it's not that big a deal. It's not the same. But I've always had it's issues. The, it's not the bile that happens. Right. It's, it's not, I'm not. Sorry. I'm yes. not going no, to describe the things, the horrific things that I saw. <laughs> but it, I don't like puke. No. I never have. I do not do it myself. No, you have never in the history of the time that I have known you. You right. have never thrown up. And so it's just not my thing. I knew it was going to happen. In fact, when Sammy threw up before he did, I was with her like in the bathroom and kind of helped her out. And so like I was kind of prepping for this. Yeah, yeah. I knew the universe was getting me ready for this opportunity to learn and and be just okay. Um, So that's what I did. Well, what I thought was just okay, this was not my answer for the week, but what I thought about the kids being sick and how that was just okay is that they both so so Sammy was completely better within 24 hours JC was completely better within 12 like we played it safe the rest of the day but he never threw up again by the way tonight it hits Nat you think so yeah was she complaining no oh it's just this is the this has been it's been every other day yeah oh so we need, okay. before, if we can catch her before she goes to sleep, we need to tell her to wake you up. Oh, I think she will. I mean, I don't know if she will or not. She's also old enough that maybe she'll just go handle her business. She won't. I know that that's not No a one thing. should have to handle that oh my business gosh. by themselves. That happened to me when I was like 17, and I still like got up and got my mom. It's terrible. It is. You feel like you're going to die. Yes. That's you can't what, breathe that's what and like everything. Saying. Yes. I've, I have inoculated from my own self throwing up because I threw up so right. much when I was pregnant. What's funny about that is I had nothing to do with that ever. Ever. Well, obviously I was an well, adult. I know, Why would but, you have had anything to do with it? Well, my poor wife, she's throwing up, she's pregnant. I'm I just shocked. ran away. I'm shocked that I never threw up in the car while you were driving because I threw up in the car while I was driving. <laughs> so You made yourself car sick. No, it wasn't car sickness. It just, you would just, I would just get sick. I'm just saying. It wasn't car sickness, okay. which it would make it even more like if it was car sickness, then I'd really be surprised I didn't throw up while you were driving. But no, you were not involved in that. But now it's not a big deal for me. That being said, I don't think that I have actually thrown up <laughs> since I was since I was pregnant. But I don't know who can who can know. What's just yes? Uh, knock on wood. Knock that on one. that wood. What was just okay for me, and not about the week necessarily. Post whole thirty life is just going okay for me. I'm trying really hard to be a little bit more 
chill and low stress, low key about my choices. But some things keep happening, and because I'm being low key and low stress, I don't know what it's from. And it's keep biting you in the ass because the sad thing about post thirty and trying to pretend like you can live a normal life is that you can't. You can't. No. So today, I got back on the wagon, so to speak. I'm completely wagoned right now. I mean, I don't like to say that because we're not. But it's true. Oh, it's like we can't. We can't talk about this. No, we shouldn't talk. We shouldn't talk about it. The first rule of food freedom is you don't talk about food freedom. All right. Anyway, I have also sinus pressure on my left. That's not just okay. It's worse than okay because I hate sinus pressure so much. Anyway. What ideas did you have this week? I didn't have any new ideas. That's not true. I had a huge, 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 I shouldn't, let's not quantify it. I had an idea. It's not an idea. I'm going to share on the podcast. Can you measure the size of ideas? Oh, no. They're all the same size, right? They're all the same when they start. Right. I guess if you could, it, it continues to branch and have further ideas off of it. Right. Maybe. If you act on it, then it's not an idea anymore. It's an action. Correct. That doesn't really determine the size of the idea. No. No. I, yeah, I had an idea, but it's not, I'm not talking about it. (laughs) That's okay, too. Sorry. Not all ideas are for everyone. They're not for everyone. Did you have any ideas? (laughs) I, well, not really an idea, but, um... Thanks to our partner check-in pals, yeah, Kelsey and Mike, we've been doing partner check-ins. I thought about that, actually. I thought about talking about that today, just sort of vaguely. It's been really good for us. We've never had other... So when we started doing the podcast in, what, July? Yep. It became the first time that we scheduled time to talk, as opposed to just talking all day, every day, like we always do. And I think that was really good and has been really good. And now we've added another layer onto it of talking. We have a list of five questions that we answer and discuss together. And that has sort of upped the level of efficacy in our communication, I think. And I wonder if there's a correlation with the fact that we've been doing that the last two weeks and also not recorded the podcast at the designated time the last two weeks. Our check-in is taking place for of, yeah. the, of the time slot. I wonder if that's... That if might be true. there's anything connected to that. I don't know. And doing it... Not that... We really don't intend to do it at night like we're doing it now. And we did it last week. But we really can't do it at night like this. The It's too low energy for me. Some people like low energy podcasts. It's true. Is there a human on earth that listens to this at single speed? Because I feel like we will definitely be dragging if that's the case. <laughs> no. No one listens to podcast single speed. That's not a thing. I bet Shelly no, listens no to No one podcast. listens to podcast single Shelley, speed. Shelly, do you listen to podcast single speed? Speed it up to at least one and a half right now. Please. We'll stop sounding quite so high. And we're not high. But immediately when you slow people down to single speed, they sound like they've just like smoked themselves off a cliff. 
So back to partner check-in. Yeah, let's do it. The interesting thing about partner check-in is it's sort of given us a um, set-aside space to talk about things that may be difficult or things that we need. And for me, as a nine, that's really good because I don't often communicate the things that I need. Not because it wouldn't be accepted. It's just I don't think about them. And taking time to think about what I need from you and in general, really, is good for me because it helps me to kind of center my focus in myself and see what I'm feeling and what, I, what I'm what i going to need for the next week or whatever. Right. For me, it's been good because I tend to be a little bit, and I want to believe, and I, and I think I do believe that this is unintentional, but I'm a bit of an emotional manipulator at times. And really only with you. I don't think that it spreads beyond that, but just my closest relationship. And so it's it's been good to answer these questions and to do the check-in so that I can get clearer on the answers and not just fall into the habits that we've the patterns that we've set over yeah, the Yeah, it kinda interrupts years. it kind of interrupts our normal process. So interrupting I think that is good. Interrupting anything is good. It's the best. Oh. Well, I don't know about interrupting anything. Interrupting your normal thought process, so I think, is good. So speaking of interrupting, this would qualify as an idea. <laughs> this would also qualify as interrupting. <laughs> yes, it would. Our word for the year should have actually been curious. Oh. Because now this has become what I do. And so we mentioned Kelsey and Mike because they're our check-in partners. Brett Young? Yeah. Country? Not Brent? No, Brett. Country, singer, star, Brett Young. I apologize to all of the Brett Young fans. I had never heard of him and didn't know any songs that he sang except for the covers. Anyway, it was a fun show and we had a great time together. But I told her about this thing where instead of making judgments and assumptions and statements the way that I am known to do, I am going to try to remember to interrupt that thought and replace it with, I am curious why, blah, blah, blah. I am curious how, blah, blah, blah. Like whatever it is, I'm going to do my best. (laughs) And what did she say? I mean, that's a... Oh, she was laughing hysterically because she says she does the exact same thing. It's a therapeutic technique for sure to, to, to be curious about things. To out her with the funniest of examples that she gave, she said, and then sometimes I want to scream at my kids, I am curious why the fuck you won't put your shoes on? <laughs> <laughs> that that curiosity will never be met with an answer. You'll never know. And that's one of the many reasons that we love Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I did have an idea. It's a good one too. Yeah. The curiosity is a really good idea. That was something that my therapist continues to bring up for me rather than having me decide something or think I need to decide something. Just be curious and let it kind of linger or whatever the thing is anyway you got to all right so we'll move on to the topic now yeah yeah what's the topic the topic is that we have two microphones that are turned on and recording go okay i'm gonna go so my thought was that we would review we're how many episodes in this is number 28 number 28 and in just okay true just okay fashion and the ideas which were a very important part of the early episodes 
thought we should go through and talk about some of the ideas and give kind of updates. That's limited because we were not actually going to go through and re-listen to the episodes. But I was just flipping through the notes that I've taken for the first 15 or 20. And some of the ideas have actually been acted upon. Really? A little bit. I would have expected. By me. I only wrote down my ideas. <laughs> well, Sorry. You'll have to look. do your own updates. I'm not going to look. Okay. I don't know what my ideas are. I don't remember them. And I don't think I want to know. I like this. Okay. Um, I wrote down the new mom meal prep idea, which was acted upon slightly because I started doing meal prep for some people and I discovered didn't really want to do it. Why not? So it just... I don't know. It wasn't as exciting. Exciting maybe isn't the right word. I don't know. I just thought I would like get into it and be like, oh yeah, and start thinking up new meals to make or new things to provide so that people could sell. And I, one of the reasons that we have the humble number of loyal and dedicated listeners is because I am pretty anti-self-promotion. And if you're going to start any business that is dependent upon yourself providing a product, you have to be better at that. And I just am not, especially a product like meals where I feel personally like if you don't like the food I make, then you don't like me. (laughs) And so that's a problem for me. That's not uncommon for you. Right. Your your product to not be liked. Huh, that I associate everything with if people like me or not. I've never thought of that. Only That's every not... day of my life. <laughs> anyway, so that was an idea that I did kind of like start doing. And uh, shout out to Britta who bought buffalo chicken from me many times. And, the... and Joey who was digging the fennel chicken sausages. That's and for the them, best thing. For the OG and only customers, <laughs> I will make those things forever for them. But yeah, so I like I I sort of experimented with that and didn't really like it. I also wrote down Enneagram, which I don't really know what I meant by that, but we did end up reading a ton more about it, and it's become a very interesting and helpful part. And we also of bought a us. course that we've never completed. Oh yeah, just to be the rain cloud on the other side of your sunshine. No, no, that's good. It definitely needs to go back on the list of things that I need to finish. There's so many things that are so just not finished. I've been trying not to. Because I feel the same way. I'm reading like 17 books right now. Oh, I hate that. And 1,400 ideas that I have and 32 other things. But because I'm trying to let everything just kind of exist for a time. Hashtag life. Oh, damn it. Don't mess up my hashtag. Hashtag messy life. Hashtag messy life. I'm just trying to let everything be unfinished for a little while. And I'll pick up things when I feel like I want to and not do it at other times. I don't think that that is a long-term strategy for life. Right. But I definitely, well, yeah, I definitely need some practice and just letting things be. So. Okay. uh, Apparently I only wrote down one episode's worth of ideas in one book. And then I started the actual Just Okay Notebook. But it starts at episode number 10. (laughs) So I have no idea what came in the middle oh well must not have been important so yeah you did have two questions i did can i ask them you may ask them you're gonna need to also answer them though i will i will do my best but the reason i thought of these questions is because i wanted 
to hear your answer. Oh, that's very sweet. So the first question is, what is something that you think is part of you or that you are that doesn't easily communicate or you have not had success communicating that to other people? Like, what's something about you that you don't think people know, but not because you're hiding it or it's like something unknown. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't transmit. So I feel like that has to sort of be answered in tears. T-E-A-R-S? No. (laughs) T-I-E-R-S. That's how you spell the other tears, right? Yeah. Okay. Levels. They sound the same? They do sound the same. I have to always check. There's a word for that. What is that called? Palindrome? No. Synendrome? Oh, my word. Okay. Anyway. Because I am a very open and honest person, I don't feel like for the people that are close to me, I don't know that there's anything necessarily. Not anything, like at least nothing is like standing out to me really clearly. What I think a lot of other people that don't know me as well probably don't know about me. And how did you phrase the question? Like just what's something that people don't know about you, but not like because it's hitting like, I don't know, something that, that fails to communicate to other people. Like they can't just see it in you or I don't know. So the, the word I'm thinking of is uh, dysthymia, which I don't know if I've, I can't remember if we've talked about that on here. It is described as a low-grade funk, or I've heard, so I've heard therapists refer to it as low-grade funk, as meh. <laughs> you have dubbed all of my musical choices the dysthymia playlist. Some people might recognize it as just emo, but right. But not in like the traditional sense of what you know emo to be. Like that's a specific sort right. of like punk rock type of dysthymia music. Yeah. But just think of like emo, but in all genres. Yeah. So like it's not it's not the Smiths. It's not Morrissey. It's not depressed. It's not depression music. You don't it's think you don't think the Smiths qualify as no. dysthymia? I think they qualify as depression. Oh, there's a darker music type. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, because like there's a darker, there's darker, like there's dysthymia and then there's depression. Well, I, I understand that there are different mental diagnoses. <laughs> I did not understand. I, I was putting all of those in the same category. No, no, no. Where's there's the cure darker. fall? I think I would put most of the cure is in depression. Really? I, I would say dysthymia because okay, okay, that, yeah, it's not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't feel like it's so overtly like yes. depressed. And I'm, like, thinking of a couple songs by The Cure that are, like, kind of upbeat. Yeah. So they're not in that. That's on their good days. Those, exactly. Maybe they're bipolar. I mean, I think that has a new name. Oh, really? We don't call it bipolar anymore? I don't anymore. think it's called bipolar anymore. Apologies. I do apologize for that. Anyway, I think that that's a pretty defining characteristic about me that if you just met me, you wouldn't know that about me. I am an extrovert. I present very outgoing and generally happy, but I believe that I have dysthymia and I believe that my mood is really does trend down. And I think a lot of people might not know that about me. Yeah, you don't present that way. I want to look up that like official definition of it just so we can 
be a little more accurate. So the people that are closest to me, I think, know that or or I've had conversations with them about depression because that's been a really big part of my last couple years. So that's that's sort of there. Um, I don't know. I don't know that there's anything. I'm a very, I am very sensitive. So that's the other thing, right? As far as like tears, there are people, <laughs> stop, it's not about crying. <laughs> Sometimes it is. There are people who have any sort of knowledge within the Enneagram, which I recognize is a very small amount of people. But for people who are educated at all in the Enneagram, if you know that I'm a four, then you don't really need to know the other like things I might tell you because like you get a pretty comprehensive picture of what a four is. Yeah. I mean, I get, we don't know what other books say. The, the particular book that we have, The Complete Enneagram, I think it's called. Yes. That one. <laughs> what? A... <laughs> that one. Uh... The Beatrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's written by Beatrix something. Okay. Dysthymia. Mood disorder that involves the presence, presence of a low mood almost daily over a span of at least two years. So I, of course, described my entire life history to my therapist and she said, I believe you have dysthymia. And as she talked to me about it, it became, it was one of those moments where I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. A lot of people don't like labels, particularly when it comes to their mental health. I am someone that that gives me power. It made me feel very comfortable to know that there was a thing and this was a thing and it wasn't, I mean, it is just me, but it wasn't that there was, I, there, there, I don't want to say there's something wrong with me because there's nothing wrong with me, but like it is a real thing. It isn't just. Yeah, it helps. It helps you understand yourself better. Whether it does, I mean, whether it gives you an excuse. I don't think it it it's presented that way. Right, and for me, I am pro antidepressants, pro anti anxiety meds, but I have had a difficult relationship with deciding whether or not I wanted to take something or not. And part of that came in to the fact that I just really didn't believe that I had major depressive, a major depressive disorder. And so I didn't feel like that really was a necessity for me. So knowing that I have persistent depressive disorder or dysthymia, whichever you'd like to call it, that was helpful to me because then when I was in my low moods, I wasn't freaking out that maybe... I had depression and needed right. to have, take further measures. I am now able to see it as this is a part of my life that I have figured out how to incorporate better and I am managing it better. Whereas before, anytime I got low, I got anxious and worried. Right. Is this going to be the new normal? Is yeah. is it going to get worse? Right. So that's interesting. I, I didn't think about that as something that other people didn't know, but that is clearly yeah, I something don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you would not know that meeting you for the first time or meet, or even like in, like interacting with you on a regular basis because that's not a – like that's right. not how you present at all. No. I do like to talk about mental health and I'm very open about the fact that I go to therapy. Like I think if you've had a 30-second conversation with me, I've probably brought up the fact that I go to therapy because I just think that that – like I am one of these people that is like, nope, we're going to stop being weird about this. Yeah, I wish insurance companies would stop being exactly. weird about it. <laughs> I also wish that. I was talking to someone at work recently about similar sort of mental health issues, and they were having the same 
the same issues, finding insurance companies that would cover it or like just the conversations they had. Um, We talked about psychiatrists a little bit. Anyway, it seems like that's my anecdotal evidence, but um, it would would be nice if they would stop being weird about it. Do you have an answer yet to this question? For me? For you. I feel like there's a lot of things people don't know about me. Most things. um, Because I'm not what you are. I'm not, I'm not, uh, an extrovert. I'm not outgoing in that way. But that being said, if you sit down with me and ask me questions, I'll tell you everything. Yeah. I'm pretty open and like, I like to conversate. So, but I don't know. Like, I feel like because I work in the corporate world, like I kind of hold a lot of, I don't say I'm weird. Like, I feel like everyone's kind of weird. Right. But like, I just don't let any of that out necessarily in a work environment. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but I feel like there's just lots of things about me that people don't know. Um, I mean, just like big things, like people at work don't really know that I lift weights, like, or I like barbells or that even that I have tattoos for that matter, because I always wear long sleeve shirts. Oh man, that's so true. Um, Winter is a bummer for me. I hate that. Like, yeah. Anyway, I've thought about that actually with the, the most of the women that I judge high school gymnastics with are north of 50 and they comment on my hair and a couple of them like really like it and like think it's super funny that I'm always doing these ridiculous things with my hair and so they comment on it from that perspective the other ones it's sort of more of like this oh you're so edgy and young (laughs) I can't really tell if you hate me or not um but none of them know that I have tattoos I mean I guess maybe I've worn a sweater that came to my elbow so like perhaps they've seen one or two of the ones on my forearms, but they haven't seen the other ones that I have. And that's just kind of funny to think about. Funny. Yeah. It's funny. Like when, um, I can't remember where I was. I think we went bowling for work or something. And like, I may have worn like a short sleeve shirt and people saw my tat, like a few people saw tattoos for the first time. And so like, I don't know, I don't think about it. I do think about it in the sense that at some point I decided to always wear long sleeve shirts because I didn't want to have conversations. So that's the other thing. People don't know about me, uh, things about me because I'm specifically not showing them things. Right. Um, Because, you know, to kind of think about it, like I was a very private person before marrying you. I still am a very private person, but I've learned a different level of opening up and not being so private by virtue of being with you and to some extent seeing the value in others and like it just isn't compatible for me to demand so much privacy. Sure. And I think people in general in a relationship have to learn that. But for me, it was, um, I think a little bit more pronounced just because I don't communicate those things. So that is yeah. to say that to answer the question, <laughs> I mean, pick whatever thing you want. Interesting. I yeah. like that. I mean, I don't like it maybe, but I also you do like probably it don't like it because of, the things that you do like. Yeah, except for that I know everything about you, so that's not an issue for me. Well, right, right. But you also like for other people to know things. I do. I don't know. Um, definitely you're the social person, so you're the one building our community to talk back about last week's episode. Right. Not and, doing a very good job of it, Well, but you, you at least give us options of community because right. you're, you're gathering people, and that gives me more people to be around because – Given if, if it was just me, I don't know that it would work out the well, same way for me. And I, I think of it as a, it's a little bit of like of a pendulum because you were a fairly private person and I introduced this 
openness into your life and into our relationship and maybe swung too far and now we've kind of learned the rules around being vulnerable and who you're vulnerable with and who has earned that and who hasn't and how to sort of be protective and have boundaries so I am a very honest person and I am a very open person but that shouldn't be misunderstood as everybody gets to know everything all the time and that's something that I'm still very much working out and learning Right. It's hard to it's hard to build boundaries where you've lived a life where there weren't boundaries necessarily, or at least boundaries in the same place. Not no right. boundaries, but the kind of boundaries that we're finding are important now. And Very I think Very important. Right. And and I mean a lot of that, like uh, Yeah. I mean there's just I, I there's just so many ways to talk about boundaries that weren't present before and how as we walk on this path of taking our power or being in our power that you sometimes, you don't sometimes, you have to create boundaries in order to maintain your space and your power and your ability to grow in and be a human being, which I don't, it seems so second nature now, but I don't think that that was a thing before. I don't think it was. I don't think it was. Do you have any ideas for what we should talk about next week next week will you will be 40 you will have had your birthday by the time we record maybe we should try to do like we tried to do an episode <laughs> on my birthday interviewing me i'm gonna do an interview oh this is gonna be perfect after today you saying that nobody knows anything about you we're gonna i'm gonna interview you for your 40th birthday well it's funny to say that given that i have a podcast and we have recorded 27 episodes and so people know a lot about me now they do but that's only because i'm talking to you and it feels like no one else knows those like it right it's this weird like technology human thing that's probably a problem not maybe not healthy it's completely a problem and this is a little bit dangerous (laughs) we sort of apologize for our part in it Uh, i don't apologize for anything all right i mean that's not true i apologize all the time in my life just not about this necessarily. Apology. All right. So next week is all about me. Yes. Finally. God, I've been waiting for that. Let me know if anybody out there has questions that they want to know about Benjamin for his 40th birthday. That'd be kind of fun. All right. Well, I think that we're done. Are you satisfied? I'm super satisfied. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.